8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. The Viewpoint with Ashraf Garda. I have no doubt that is a very, very productive hour with Mtunzi uh, Mdwaba, the chairperson of uh, Productivity South Africa, on the one hand. Uh, but he's, he's, he's also called a deal maker, global spirit. He's the vice president of the ILO, vice chair uh, and chairperson of the International Organization for Employers. There's just a range of things he's involved in. I think, quite honestly, we as South Africans privileged to have him made in South Africa, although he spends lots of his time, I think, in particular in Geneva, uh, as he has mentioned as well. Okay, let's get on to something else that's just very, very important as well, which is the issue of our electoral system. Uh, now, currently, in the current way we understand things, we vote for a political party, and and depending on the numbers of people that vote, they, they attach a percentage to how many seats that party must get. That party goes to parliament. The majority party then chooses a, a president. All pretty straightforward. But it does mean that, in a way, yes, if, if enough people vote for a certain party, then we know that party will deliver the president. But we don't vote directly for a president. And there is a feeling among some people, including, by the way, as you may have heard, Imtunzi uh, Mdwaba, my big hitter who just left us, that he would certainly go for a change of the electoral system. And he is absolutely, yes, let's go for a direct vote or election of a president. So we'll have two or three people lined up. Uh, not so much the party names. They can have their names below it, but effectively we'll be voting for person A, B, C, and that person then would become the president of the country. What are your thoughts about it? What's the what's the scope for it? What's the what's the yay? What's the nay around that? Two guests, Professor Stephen Friedman, a research professor at uh, UJ. Professor Friedman, appreciate your time. Hello. Hi, good evening, Ashraf. Thank you. Uh, and as usual, looking forward to your thoughts on this issue. We also have Dr. Makosi Koza, who is now Outer's Executive Director and the head of Outer's Local Government Program. Appreciate your time, Dr. Koza. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. Thank you. When we last spoke, you were part of a political party. Things have moved on dramatically since then, right? Uh, Professor Friedman, let's start with you. Um, by the way, I, I saw the, the, the I saw it on TV, in fact, the Congress of Business Economics and your input around that was just quite fascinating, by the way. Uh, but, but let's get to this electoral system uh, that we currently have. Uh, maybe describe it for us in, in if it's any different to what I've just said, and, and this move among some people that let's go for direct. What, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, your description is, of course, correct uh, as it applies to national and provincial government. Mm. <clears throat> in local government, we have a mixed system in which uh, half, roughly half, half the members are chosen in the way you describe, and the other half are chosen directly. Uh, in wards uh, in which you vote the person rather than. Um, I'm very sceptical. I mean, I know the arguments that we should change the system of electing the president. Um, <clears throat> I simply make the point that I don't think it's going to have the result that people hope it will help have. The theory is that at the moment, 
you know, parties and politicians choose the president. The people doesn't choose, don't choose the president. However, if we, if we simply stick with the arrangements we have at the moment in political parties, uh, what we're going to land up with if you have direct election of the president is that the parties will get together as they do now at their congresses or whatever, and they will appoint a candidate. Uh, and citizens will have a choice between candidates chosen by the parties. Uh, I don't think that that's really going to make terribly much difference to what we have at the moment. If we want citizens to have more of a say in who the president is, then I think we've got to talk about the primary system, uh, which they have in America and some other countries. Mm. Uh, and essentially the way that would work here is that if, if you want to have a say in who uh, is the leader of a political party and who are the candidates of a political party, then you would register with the IEC as a uh, supporter of that party and then you would be entitled to vote for uh, who the candidates are. Uh, I think that could lead to a much more democratic system than we have at the moment. Um, but as long as we have uh, party leaders and party candidates uh, chosen by small groups of party politicians, uh, then I fear that uh, you know allowing people uh, to directly elect the presidential uh, 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 candidates isn't going to terribly much change what we have at the moment. Okay, that, that's your opening thoughts on that, uh, Doctor uh, Makosi Kosa. What, what's what's your thoughts on it? You know, my view is that um, I think it will make a difference. I, I beg to differ with Prof. Um, I, I think it will make a difference. I take, for example, the context right now. We have a ruling party that is so sectionalized to a point where, you know, you, you are never certain about who is going to become the president of the republic. I think it's very important for citizens to have to elect their president directly. And I mean, if, if, if it comes to the worst, I mean, it doesn't mean that if you have a directly elected president, you won't have facts or faults. We know that they do have in the U.S. But the citizens can, can exercise their right next time. You understand, at the moment, with the kind of system that we have in South Africa, it's such that we are literally, as citizens, subdelegating our responsibility to elect our own head of state to a minority because it, it really boils down to a faction, not even a political party. Okay. Where, in, in which country and countries, Dr. Corza, uh, do they have a system where there's direct election of a president? And, and, and give me names and then tell me why, where they, why are they working more effectively, if in fact they are. You know, I mean, U.S. is one of those countries that is common loan that has a system where people elect, directly elect their president. And obviously, I am not saying, you know, directly electing a president would mean that you will not have a president that is, is, is less favorable by other countries or by other citizens in the country. But I think it does, to a very large extent, increases accountability. And, um, you know, and, and there is always a recourse for that. That president would know that if I am not doing what the people are expecting, they may not re-elect me back. 
Whereas when you have this system that we have in South Africa, whether we like the president or we don't like, let's take the former president as a good example. With the former president, Zuma, the citizens were clearly unhappy with him. But the party decided that we want him, irrespective of what you did. They didn't care about what we thought as South Africans. Okay, but but on the other hand, Stephen Friedman, if I can bring you in as well, um, you know, interesting America has been given as an example, and I can think about a few Americans from George W. Bush, now the late George W. Bush, to his son, uh, and then the current, the incumbent, President Trump, where there's a sense that they've gotten that country into so much trouble. Yeah, well, look... <laughs> The only aspect of the American system, which I think uh, we should look at seriously, the primaries, I mean, the rest of the American system uh, is disastrous, quite frankly, um, for a variety of and and it's and and it's disastrous precisely you know we're only talking about one half of this this issue and that is the question of how we elect the president there's also the whole debate about whether we should carry on with the system we have at the moment where <clears throat> members of parliament are elected on party lists or or are elected in constituencies um now i know america's a, an extreme example but because there's so much uh, emphasis in america on uh, giving the right rights to states and to districts uh, that, uh, you know, Republican presidents in America are routinely elected by a minority uh, because uh, in their system, I mean, you know, Trump got three million votes less than Hillary Clinton, mm, George mm. the second Bush got less votes than Al Gore, etc. And that's because the system is very skewed to particular regions. I mean, I could go on about this mm, for ages. And I, and I think that, you know, if we're, going to ch- if we, if we're going to look at changes to our proportional system, we, we, you know, we've got to worry about that aspect. Um, but as far as, uh, look, as far as Dr. Cause's points about uh, the, the, the presidential election process. Uh, I mean, just two points on that. The, the one is that if a concern, which is a, is an entirely legitimate concern, uh, is that you have small groups, uh, of politicians deciding who the president can be, uh, and then citizens have no say in it. Um, uh, you know, that wouldn't necessarily change if you have a direct election because South Africans, in the main, it may be changing, but uh, certainly over the last 25 years, South Africans uh, are pretty loyal to their political parties. Uh, and uh, I think the reality is that uh, most South Africans are likely to vote for the candidate that their favorite political party puts up. Um, so you wouldn't necessarily have any change there. The other thing which I didn't mention at the beginning uh, is that the, the, the other change, which I think we could certainly uh, do within the presidency, uh, because it doesn't work with a proportional system, is, is a recall system. Uh, and the way the recall system works is that people are not happy with the president. Uh, you can recall the president. So what would happen is that a particular number of, of citizens would sign a petition saying we don't want this person, and if enough signatures were gained, then you'd have to have a new election, uh, and that person would have to then uh, make themselves, uh, you know, subject yeah. themselves to an election. Let, let me, so also, think, yeah. you know, those would be better ways of dealing with the problem, in my view. All right, I want to invite callers as well. So what do you make of our current electoral system what is your understanding of it all and the one part is just 
you know, election of, of MPs by proportional representation as opposed to wards. We're talking about a national level, of course. And then the, the majority party then votes for a president. Are you okay with that? That's the way we currently do it. Or would you go for a direct vote of a president? And whatever it is you're telling me, you better tell me why you think that a different way, if it is different, would work. Well, either way, okay, and where. Don't just start and end with the USA, which is where we tend to be doing just things like that. So 891 Uh Dr. Now, now here's an interesting thought, right? I, I tend to agree with Professor Friedman that even in the USA, there is, I certainly can't remember, an independent actually winning an election, which actually means... Although you may vote for that person directly, they have all the bells and whistles and the support of a political party. And in fact, you are voting for a political party. You know, to be honest with you, I don't subscribe to that school of thought. We are evolving as human beings. And um, simply because, and in South Africa, there is a reason why we are, we, we, we are so much uh, uh, loyal to, part, to political parties especially the ruling party. It's been a liberation movement. And during the liberation struggle, as, as, a, as, a, as a member of that liberation struggle, you form those kinds of bonds. But as time goes on, and we are in the digital age now, and, and I do think that people would prefer to, be, to, to, to have their individuality. I mean, as time goes on, we will soon have more younger people that are not necessarily going to be loyal to a party because they don't have necessarily the appreciation of that history that, you know, the, the, young, the, the older generation appreciates. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm saying we, we, shouldn't be, we shouldn't be saying we should not change simply because South Africans have tended to vote in this particular person, pattern. We are still a young, we are still a young democracy, and I do believe that we could be trendsetters. We Should... we have the system at local government level, if, even though it has its own challenges. But I do believe that you do need to have a mixture of, of directly elected members of parliament and those that are coming from proportional uh, 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 representation, consistent with the Panzai-Labet report. Okay, but I mean, let, let's understand this. That that's different from saying elect the president directly. That's saying, uh, you know, change the current system. Some people going on proportional representation. Others represent an actual ward or a suburb, as we would know it. And I think that part, many people would agree with you on that. With me, I'm not. I'm not just talking about the president. The president is one aspect of it. But if the, you must remember that the president has a lot of powers. And, and the, the president has the prerogative to fire and hire ministers. You know, if you have somebody like that who has so much power and, and, and citizens are not having a say on that person, I mean, let's face it, I don't think that is correct. Okay, more to come. I'll get to Felix from Pumalanga and continue to chat to both Dr. Makosi Korza and Professor Stephen Friedman in a moment on a very important issue. I think it is. Uh, should we relook at the way we elect our president, in particular, besides all the other electoral reforms? The show is called The Viewpoint. Well, what's yours? We live in a world of matches where two go together, but not every match is easily made. Children and adults with life-threatening blood diseases like leukemia need a DNA match for a life-saving stem cell transplant. 
You could be that perfect match. You could save a life. Be the hope. Become a blood stem cell donor. Call the Sunflower Fund on 0800 12 10 82 today. This is an SABC Foundation supported initiative. Watch EFC live this Saturday at Times Square in Menland. Former champ Ruan Potts takes on the gigantic American Jared Bandera for the heavyweight title. Plus, the electrifying females clash as the Polish assassin Karolina Wojcik and the Italian champ Chiara Penko fight for EFC gold. EFC this Saturday at Times Square, Menland, Pretoria. Watch it on SABC3. to you by SABC Sport. SAFM, setting the nationwide agenda daily. Daily. We'll certainly talk innovation coming up at 9.30, and that's very important as we encourage innovative thought, innovative products uh, and projects as a way of ensuring the country is far more productive than where we are right now. Uh, Felix, however, has got a view from Mpumalanga. Hi. Thank you, Ashraf, for taking my call. It's a pleasure, as always. Go ahead. You get me thinking. Oh, yes. I know that. Yes. I, I think the only way, actually, to make democracy meaningful is for the people to elect their leaders directly. That is the only way democracy can be meaningful. Whether the elected leaders become, they become a rogue or whatever is irrelevant. But the only meaning to democracy is that people will be able to elect their leaders directly, either to the parliament, either as the president, either as the premier, it doesn't matter. It means everybody must have a choice to elect directly its own representative. Okay, where has it worked, Felix? Every country in the world is electing their leaders representative directly. Whether it works or not is irrelevant. The meaning of democracy is that the people shall elect their representative directly by themselves. You don't elect a party and the party brings a lunatic and say, no, this is the one we want. Okay, Simply got because the fashion in, in the party got is, that. is okay. Every country That's in the world what? elects a president directly. We'll find out about that. You know, I don't like generalizations, Felix. Thanks for that uh, call. Professor Friedman, help us with answers that every country in the world... Well, we know not South no, Africa, no, no. surely. Well, clearly that's H- not how true. many? I mean, I can, I can name you dozens of countries which don't. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm interested, Ashraf, that, um, <clears throat> you know, the caller and, and, and uh, um, you know, one hears this view very often. It sounds very nice, you know, uh, we should all directly elect, etc. Uh, we do that, as I pointed out at the beginning of the program, uh, for half our local councillors. Um, and by general agreement, if you look at surveys, etc., uh, the level of government at the moment which has least credibility among South Africans is local government. Uh, I mean, people in townships repeatedly demonstrate against their ward councillors who they feel aren't doing a good job. Uh, so this idea that automatically, if you have a constituency system, uh, you have this warm relationship between uh, representatives and the people who represent it uh, is contradicted. You don't have to go around the world looking for examples. It's contradicted by our own experience. It doesn't work that way in local government. I don't come in there. The problem with our proposal, even though at local government level, you are directly electing the you are directly electing the politicians, you are directly electing the councillors. At the end of the day, they run on a party ticket. They don't necessarily run as independents. They run on a party ticket. And even the formula that is used to decide on who gets the, I mean, how, how much, what percentage a party gets through the proportional representation is largely dependent on how many votes 
you go to through the councillors that are, are, are elected directly. So there is it, the system that we are using is very fund, is fundamentally flawed. Uh, it, it's the technicality of it that is fundamentally flawed. All councillors, most of the councillors that are running for election, they, last, they run on a party ticket, even though technically they are directly elected by their constituency. Okay, that's a, that's another view uh, from uh, Dr. Makosi Koza. Let's get let's get further thoughts on this one. Yeah, Douglas from Benoni. Hi, we haven't spoken before, Douglas. Welcome to the show. Hi, Ashraf. How are you? Good indeed. Right, go, go ahead. Your thoughts. <coughs> Good. Look, uh, I, I'm a truck driver. I'm traveling. I'm on the road now. Okay. Uh, look, this thing. It is very simple. If you can just go uh, nearby our neighbor country, Swaziland. They elect people, not necessarily president, but their leaders. They are getting elected from their places where they stay, excluding party politics. They just elect somebody direct to their particular position, what position they want him to do for them. So this thing, uh, I think these people who discuss from the, the, the so-called uh, 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 that discussion of uh, early 90s, they made all these uh, mistakes that leading us into these troubles. Now, imagine if, if they, as a worker, the union just elect for themselves the shop steward that should lead you at the working place. How it's going to be? Okay. Asaf, I, I, I hear that. Okay, let, let me let me raise that. Let me raise that as well. Thanks for that call, Stephen. Respond to that. Uh, look, the reason why people don't uh, run on p- political party tickets in Swaziland is that political parties are banned. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go to jail if you're elected on a political party <laughs> ticket. Incidentally, the other point the caller didn't make is that in Swaziland, these local representatives he's talking about aren't even elected in secret ballot. Everybody can see the way you're voting. And obviously, if the power holders there don't like the way you're voting, they do something yeah, about that's it. Yeah, that's not the best of Okay, just, just, just hold, hold on a second. I, I, I don't think that... Uh, uh, many South Africans <laughs> would recommend that. Um, but I, I, I you know, just to, to want to respond once again to Dr. Causa. I mean, look, first of all, just a factual issue, and I, I, you know, I don't think that's the main point, etc. Uh, there are a, a significant minority of councillors around the country who do get elected on independent tickets. Mm, mm. Um, but I mean, if if your concern is uh, that people shouldn't run on party tickets, well, you know, I don't think directly electing the president is is, is going to solve that problem because uh, I think as Ashraf pointed out a moment ago, I can't think of a country anywhere in the world uh, where a president has been elected on an independent ticket. Uh, you know, it works quite well at a local level to run on an independent basis, uh, but at a national level, it doesn't. However, I mean, I don't want to keep on, on, on you know, sort of pushing the same thing, etc. Um, the advantage of the primary system is uh, that you can independently... I mean, you take a guy like Bernie Sanders, for example. Mm, mm, okay, mm. he didn't win in the end, but Sanders is, in fact, an independent. He's not a Democrat, um, but he realized that the only way he could make a serious bid for the presidency was to run in the Democratic primaries. Uh, and to be very blunt, if, if, uh, if Hillary Clinton's supporters hadn't have uh, packed the convention with a whole lot of people who weren't elected, Sanders could, could, could quite possibly be president 
of America today. Yeah, yeah. So, so the system does allow an independent person uh, to run in a primary, maintain their independence, and possibly end up as president of the country. Okay, more you, calls. You know, uh, okay, let me let me just take two more calls, Doctor Cosa. Just just hold it. Let me let me just take two calls, and I'll yeah. get you to respond to okay. that. Right. Uh, well, somebody called Mosquito from the Val. Hello. Hello, sir. Yes, you're on the air. Go ahead. No, I'm on pay. Why can't we choose a representative? Why? Well, you tell us. What's your opinion? No, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm just my brother. <laughs> Why can't I choose a councillor? No, we're not talking about councils. We're talking about the president of the country. As, as as the president, why should we choose a party list? Okay, I, I, you know what? When it comes to local council, yeah. we certainly can choose a council, as far as I am aware of. Definitely so, uh, and I, and we hold a pretty accountable in the area where I live. Sick from Randburg, hello. Hello, I wanted to propose that uh, your guests and yourself discuss the possibility of of real names uh, who might make themselves presentable as candidates for such an election under a new system. Charismatic sports leaders like uh, the Pakistanis, I think it is, they got Imran Khan, a former cricket captain, if I'm not mistaken. We've got to win a World Cup first, which means Francois Pinar will be there, but that's it. Why not Anton, uh, sorry, not Anton Rupert, Johan Rupert, the much liked capitalist who is an honest man and and why shouldn't he stand or Christo Visse whom I would find less appropriate but they are professors uh, who who are very respectable people and 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 yes of course uh, what would happen if Julius Malema were to make it wow okay thank well you. thank you with that wow sig from from Randberg. Dr. Dr. Makosa Kosa he raises no, an I interesting point say, yeah I wanted to say when I am saying we need to directly elect our president. It doesn't mean that that president has to be our political, must not be, must be an independent as such. But I'm saying the system must be such that it allows for both the people who may be standing for parties and even people who are just coming, uh, you know, coming forward to us saying, I'm ready to run for president and you have primaries and they contest that way. It doesn't have to be exactly the same as the USA. We've got to be innovative and take our own particular circumstances into account. Well, but I think the, the, the point of innovation is important. Would, would you, Professor Friedman, would, would you change anything in our current electoral system? Well, you see, Ashraf, I, I, the point that I'm making is I don't particularly mind whether we change at all, quite frankly. Uh, the point I'm making is that people are asking for changes because they expect certain things to happen as a result of those changes. And I'm saying that under our present system, the way in which our politics works at the moment, the way in which people vote, it's not going to have the effect they want. Uh, And you see, my view is that you choose an electoral system to fit the circumstances of your country. And if, as Dr. Causa says, things start to evolve in a different direction, then you change the system. Uh, the, the, The other point I want to make, which has not being part of this discussion. I think you or one of the callers said, well, you know, why do we need these party lists in the first place? Mm-hmm. Well, the argument for party lists, take it or leave it, is that if we didn't have this party list system in this country, we would probably have 
two parties in Parliament. Uh, mm, uh, mm, uh, you know, I can show you the way that would work. Uh, it would be very difficult for any party besides the ANC and the DA to actually be represented in Parliament. And in my view, that would mean that a whole lot of South Africans wouldn't be represented because there are a significant number of South Africans who don't support the ANC. And, and is it important that they are represented, whether it's a half a percent or one percent with maybe five seats or ten seats at most? Is it important? I think it's hugely important. I think that there are people here who, you know, if you're, for example, just to take one example, you know, if you're a Pentecostal Christian in this country, um, you, you, you vote for the ACDP and you've got two or three members of parliament that, you know, that makes you feel that you're part of the system. That makes you feel that there's somebody sitting there who sees the world the same as you do. Uh, and there are many other examples. Uh, you know, if you're a Zulu traditionalist, uh, you will have ISP members in Parliament. And, and so we go on. Uh, and I do think that is important um, because otherwise you've, you're faced with a situation as a voter uh, where either your vote goes to a party you don't particularly like or your vote's wasted. Yeah, there are huge point. numbers of votes wasted votes in constituency systems. Uh, if you live in the suburbs in this country and you vote for any party but the DA, uh, you, your, your, your vote would be wasted in a constituency system. Ditto in some parts of the country if you don't vote for the ANC. Mm, good point. Let's, let's do this. I'll take a last call, then we're going to wrap up. Vilakazi in Durban, you're on the air. Hello. I'll take a last call, then we're going to wrap up. You need to turn that radio off before you, yes, you start hello, talking. Yes, hello, you doing? I'm very good. Go ahead. No, I'm good. I think the doctor is writing what she's saying. I mean, I, I, be, I also believe that the, the correct system would be actually directly voting for the president. I mean, if, if, the, community had, if the community has a say in, in terms of who they pick as the president, I think that would be the proper democratic way. Whereas at present, it's not democratic because only an elite few get to choose who, who's going to be, become president in the near future. So, I mean, Dr. Koza is 100%, right? I, I, I don't think, okay, I don't think got, it doesn't matter how well, you that, guys Thank you. We're going to wrap up now and get the last thoughts to both of them. I'm just thinking about the one fact that even, well, well, even if you vote for a president directly, you still need to get the support of a large, large number of people. So that president, the best way that person can get the support would be to be part of a party. I'm not trying to see it any other way, right? Uh, Professor, Professor Friedman, just, just comment on that part. Well, well, maybe some of those callers that called in now, but, but you can answer this part is that I also said that in effect, even an independent is not truly independent to be able to get the critical mass needed to get voted in as the leader of a country. It's just not feasible. I mean, unless you have a party organization behind you, you can't become president of any democracy, I know. And you see, that's one illustration of, you know, I think the way these discussions tend to go. Uh, You know, as a Democrat myself, nothing sounds nicer than the idea that we should all directly elect the president. Uh, It's simply the job of those of us who study these issues to point out uh, that if we do go that way, uh, we're going to be having this conversation in five years time or whatever, and people are going to be signing in and saying, well, look, I thought it was going to work out. <laughs> you know, I thought it was going to give me a lot of power, and it hasn't given me a lot of power. Yeah, good point. Uh, so I think, you know my, my, you know, my point about this is that we have to distinguish between what sounds nice in a slogan and in a textbook uh, and what actually works for South Africans okay. on the ground. I'll give the last word you know, to I Dr. Koza. Last word to you. I example about what happened in the UK in London. I think it was 2002, probably, if I'm not mistaken where a mayor who was an independent was actually elected. And, and that mayor, apparently, uh, according to what I have read, he seems to have been 
one of the most favorite. I mean, he was the favorite of the people. I mean, even the way he was conducting himself and so forth. So I am saying I don't underestimate the importance of being practical. But I'm saying there will be instances where you can get somebody who may be an independent simply because of the, I mean, the, the, the value system that that person is carrying. Maybe that person will have the qualities of uniting everybody and making sure that the country works. Okay, I, well, I really don't think that we should back the independent, uh, this concept of having an independent president completely. And, yes, and, you, will, you may need a, a political party, but there must be, a, the system must be such that it must allow, allow for, that. for okay. an independent. Let us, let us leave it on that. We're going to leave it for all of us to reflect on Dr. Makosi Koza now, Outer's Executive Director uh, and Head of Outer's Local Government Program. Thank you for your time. Professor Stephen, you Professor Stephen Friedman, Research <laughs> Professor at the University of Johannesburg. Let's get into innovation in a moment.